Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Welcome. I'm your host, Amon Green. Welcome to All My Block Podcast. And got my good friend, Mike Wall and teammate. So how you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, brother. Lots to talk about. A lot to talk. Oh, man, there's so much to talk about, even in the last 30 minutes. So give you everybody real quick. This is a Green Bay Packer podcast, like I mentioned already. Uh, I'm your host, Amon Green. Green Bay Packers, all Italian rusher, and I say Mike Wall, the, the the resident badass on the squad back in that time. So we're gonna Ooh. break down Packer information, Packer stuff, and around the league transactions because we have we are in, officially we in two states of football sports right now. We in free agency in football, and we're in March Madness in basketball at the college level. So we got a lot of fun stuff talking on talking about on the show today. So we're gonna get this thing started talking about the big moves in the past seven days in the NFL. Starting with our Green Bay Packers, we got Aaron Rodgers back, and not for not for uh, I say not for a inexpensive price either, Mike. When he's well, I, yeah, I don't know if they've done it. We didn't get a chance to talk about this because I think he announced it on Tuesday. We do it. We we record the show on Monday, but I'm not sure. The thing is, the best part about all this is like you know all these guys, all these NFL insiders are you know spouting out all these contract terms, and then like his one guy that's like his real source is like, no, none of this is true. And we still don't know how much it's going to be. Everyone talks about $50 million. Dude, I would not be surprised, given the fact that like he wants to win a Super Bowl, and he's already super loaded. He's got State Farm commercials and whatnot. Like right. I wouldn't be shocked if he took a pay cut. I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't. He, does, he certainly doesn't need to. Like He deserves every penny he gets. But I wouldn't be shocked because he wants Devontae back. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going into this where you could say, like, dude, I'm not saying he's playing for vet minimum or anything, but – if this is going to be a real interesting kind of scenario as, as far as this plays out, because they're already, you can see today with all the moves they're making, there's, there's a lot of work to be done to even get back to, you think about just getting back to what team we had last year. Cause I think that was the most talented team they've had in a decade. Right. And so how do you even get to that point? Given the fact that, you know, we, we they dropped Z today and they re-signed Preston, they dropped Billy Turner, who in my opinion is like, one of the biggest reasons we lost the San Francisco game is because they screwed up mm-hmm. and did 
didn't put Billy Turner on the right side to play against Bosa. Like, I think that was the biggest tactical error they made in like the pregame warmup decisions. But there's there's a lot going on, man. It's exciting. What do you think about that move? Man, it's uh, I say obviously it was something that needed to happen. They obviously want their top quarterback in, but but at the price though, like I agree with you, it's like what do what do you do from this standpoint? Obviously, moving some players around, like we're seeing players being released before that a few weeks before that players restructuring Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, just to name a few. Um, but it's still going to be some restructuring and about, about maybe Aaron taking a pay cut. That's a possibility because I think he's smart. I know he's smart enough to still to see that to keep the nucleus of the players that's been here for the last three years that took them deep into the playoffs for the last two years before that going to NFC a championship twice. So that those two, those players, that nucleus have to be on their to him be on that roster. So I think he'd be smart enough. It would be a smart move. I don't know if he's going to do it. Obviously he has to sit down and obviously do his process as he does. But yeah, I mean, to keep the lights on, that means get, get defenders that they have Zadarius, either bring him back or maybe bring somebody to his caliber in to have that defensive front because the other teams in the conference, not really doing a whole lot until we will see, you'll see what they're going to do in free agency. The only thing that we know now, you know, is Justin Fields is, is with the bears and, they they let Cleo Mack run, you know, let him go. So that is interesting. Yeah, I can't <laughs> like believe that. Watching that from the distance here. Oh. Uh, but uh, but real quick, Mike, I got to get into this read real quick for us. So it, like I mentioned earlier, guys, it's basketball season. It's time. It's time of the year as basketball, college basketball takes center stage with the turning finally upon us. So if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all the updated odds and info along with great contests including the bracket contest where you have a chance to win a top prize. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off bonus on your first discount. Just use promo code believe B L E A V to get started. Bet online is your, is your continued source for all the sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino. So bet online is where the game starts, Mike. So they got, you know, current odds. You wrote in here, MVP, Super Bowl props, stuff like that. Compton Wentz, we're going to talk about him. Only oh, one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so let's get so, into that. So, so thank so, you. Super, it's a presentation Super Bowl odds. I'm, I'm on, I'm on this, uh, this bet online right now, okay? Right. Here's something that surprised you, I think. Packers are third in line in Super Bowl odds with, with their plus 800, which means you bet 100, you get 800 back, right? So eight odds. Okay, guys. Okay. Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now that Brady's back, which we'll talk about, yep. seven seven and a half to one. So so plus seven fifty. Got so, it. Now here, the Detroit Lions are <laughs> tied with the Houston Texans at plus fifteen thousand. Which means now, if what's that which mean? means if you bet a hundred, you get fifteen hundred dollars back. Wow. Okay. So listen, if you're a fan. You're a fool not to bet a hundred dollars. No, exactly. you see what I mean? Yeah, I get now, it. Now, the MVP race, for some reason, now here's what's funny. Okay. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is actually number five in front of our our hometown hero Aaron Rodgers to win it again. So wow. Josh Allen, seven fifty, Tom Brady, nine hundred, Pat Mahomes, a thousand. Joe Burrow at four, tied with Mahomes at a thousand. Deshaun Watson at five or three A, B, and C, right at a thousand. Then Aaron Rodgers at plus twelve hundred, and somehow Russell Wilson's there plus twelve hundred. Which is if if anybody's betting Russell Wilson to win the MVP yesterday, they're out of their damn minds. Nah, it, it's just a, that's a re, that's pretty much a rebuild. 
but here, here's the thing that I found interesting, right? Because I, I I get I get on this side. I figure we might, as, you know, we're 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 being told to pub it every week, so I figure I might as well take a look at it. The only the only the only guy thing the only like player performance thing they have on here as of right now is Carson Wentz. Okay, so you go yeah. to quarterbacks, you know, you click through. They got listen. First of all, this this website's fantastic. It's really easy to navigate. So here's a Carson Carson Wentz thing because they just got traded to the Commanders, right? right. Here we go. Total interceptions is the first thing you put on. Oh, of course. <laughs> like now, they have TD passes and they have passing yards, but I think it's so it already speaks to where everyone's mindset goes immediately when the first thing on the ball on the board is is total interceptions. Is it over or under nine and a half? By the way, I'll of go. Of course, over. of course. Right? That's unfortunate because he's been struggling, and and obviously that's just being honest. <laughs> that's just an honest stat what, right there. What are the commanders? So we've talked about this before, man. There's probably five guys in the league that you're like, okay, if I go sign him, like we we should expect to win a championship, right? He can elevate our team. So it's probably the it's it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson. If he gets cleared of all this, we can talk about that. And obviously, Aaron, right? Maybe there's another guy in there. I don't know. Maybe Justin Herbert. No, definitely Joe. Maybe Justin Herbert. Yeah, Joe Burrow for sure, right? So so maybe six or seven guys. Okay. Everybody else is just like, what are you even playing for? Kirk Cousins, you know, is not going to get – they just re-signed him for $35 million. you out of your mind, right? Uh, really? He's a good, oh, pl- he's a good player, but he's not he's a, a good play- quarterback, right? No, he, yeah, he has some uh, mental blocks, I think. I'll say that, Car- mental blocks. Carson Wentz, when he was with Frank and he got – he was coached up and all this stuff. When Philly, he was doing great. He got hurt. Frank Reich left. We talked about yep. footwork problems, mechanical problems. Yep. They didn't really get it fixed. I think the owner might have pushed him out the door. It sounds yeah, like in India a little in bit. Yep. But when, but when, well, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. In this mm-hmm. last year, he, he kind of had a prove it year in, in Indy. Came yeah, up short exactly. in the last two games. Right. Didn't play bad, but they're just, they're looking at him and go, okay, we thought we were one player away and it's not him. So, you know, they're obviously moving on. But then mm-hmm. you go to the commanders and it's like, if I'm if I'm the owner, if I'm the head coach, because Ron Rivera is a great coach, I would love to play for Ron Rivera. Yeah, right? that's what I've heard. I don't understand how you bring in a guy who's been on his third team in three years, and and he's not like an MVP caliber guy. I just don't understand. That doesn't make any sense to me because it doesn't like it certainly doesn't say. And all the NFC East sucks. Like right. it doesn't say necessarily like, hey, we're here to win championships. It just that's I could be way off. I hope I am because I think Ron Rivera is awesome. He bought right. my house from me in uh, Carolina when he took the head coaching job, and I was already gone. So right, my <laughs> respect. Right? right, but I don't understand at all why you bring this guy in you, for the for I, what they're paying for. Him. Correct. I mean, I think this is where GMs and teams not really understanding what they see on the football field and correlating that to if if it's going to continue. You know, so that to them, they're like, okay, they they think this is a surplus buy. They're hoping they're being very what they're doing here, Mike, which I know you're not in some cases because you know better. They're being optimistic about him and coming over. It's going to be a different situation, different coaching staff, different weapons, and that he could get, you know, he could learn something different or develop better here at being a commander, having Ron Rivera or whoever the quarterback coach is or offensive coordinator. That's just, I'm just, this fact, you know, just something that they look at. But this is what's crazy. This is why you and I like have so much fun with the show, right? Because there's so many – every staff has the best – like every coaching staff will tell you they're the best coaching staff in the world, right? Yes, And so what, what are you really seeing? Because when Carson Wentz left Philly – and listen, I don't know the guy. He could be a great guy. 
when he left Philly, there was there was talks of like he's not very good at handling criticism. He's not taking his coaching very well. When he left Indy, right? There's there's okay, not necessarily like doing a great job of taking ownership of the mistakes he's making, like blah 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 blah. And so now he's on his third team in three years, and Washington's essentially Ron Rivera's bringing him in, saying our quarterback coach, our coordinator, our culture, whatever. Right. We're we're there, and we're gonna we're gonna be the guy that fixes the problem. And for me. I just think there's got to be enough really good athletes out there that we can develop instead of like, I wouldn't take this. This seems like a, this seems like a, a poorly calculated risk just for yeah. me. Yeah. I think, I think it is. I agree with you. A poorly calculated risk only because you're just reaching as a team, you're reaching for some, you know, a good player, a good position a guy who has a little bit of good history, you know, being the first rounder and then his rookie year up until his injury, you know, and then uh, Nick Foles takes over, he was having an MVP Rick, or I say a, uh, uh, offensive rookie of the year award season that year they won the Super Bowl. So um, I just believe that teams that the CEOs, not the I say the GMs, just kind of get lost in that kind of scrambling for a position to fill. And a quarterback is that position. And we because we're talking about all nothing but quarterbacks here in the first half hour of the show. We're talking about nothing but quarterback movement. How if that affects the roster? How it affects the or affects the organization? So. The good thing is he's getting, I believe, like I mentioned, he's a surplus buy. Um, and you don't have to really worry about the cap stuff. You know, the cap space coming to any year. If he does great, then, then hey, there you go. You look like a genius. But if not, then if it does another, I say represents another season or he does another season like here in, in uh, Indianapolis or before he left uh, the Eagles, so then they can, they can move him or just continue to try to develop him. I think Rob Rivera won't be a guy to give up on him in one year. He'll be a guy to be like, you know what? Let's try to get this thing. Let's, let's fix this in you as a player because he's a former player too. So he he understands development takes time. It's not just you know you catch you catch a you know lightning in a bottle in one season on a transition into a new team. Yeah, it's certainly. And, and Carson's uh, he certainly has the talent that would make you go, okay, maybe we should we should spend some time on this because he's developing just as our team is. You know, going right. going back to Green Bay though, Ag, who do you think is our now that we have him, so they tagged they tagged Devontae. Because let's just go through it, right? They tagged Devontae. He said he's not going to play under the tag. Exactly. He doesn't like it right now. Right. They But Aaron Rodgers had to know that already. Yeah. Preston Smith got re-signed. They lowered his cap number. I'm, I'm super thrilled about I'm super pumped they re-signed him. And, like, I know you have to pick one or the other. But I'm picking Preston over Z just because he was hurt last year. And I thought Preston was – I thought Preston demonstrated, like, grit resiliency leadership he was great in the run game and still mm -hmm. had nine sacks like he just for me he was a complete player last year i think z is a special player but high cap number injury we already proved we can be a really good box seven defense without him yeah and so you know you got to get rid of somebody it's unfortunate and then the one that blows my mind is how do you get rid of billy turner when right. billy is arguably one of the you know, two or three main reasons you lost the San Francisco game we talked about. Like, it's insane to me. So maybe they're moving Jenkins over to right tackle. I There's a there's a little bit to figure out there. I think the left guard of JRJ, who we're going to have on the uh, shameless plug, we're going to have on the show next week. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, I wasn't – I'm not necessarily sold with Royce at, uh, at, at right guard, but we have Bakhtiari coming back. You have JRJ, you have Myers, and now yeah. Jenkins can play anywhere, and then it's just a question of who's going who's gonna to fill that extra spot. But – who do you think is like the – what do we have to take care of now to make sure this team is at least as good as last year's team? Um, I got to say Devontae. 
You got to get, I knew, I said it last week, they're franchising him to then negotiate a longer deal, but not thinking that he was upset or not happy with the franchise tag. I just didn't know, you know, until we saw the comments that he's made in the Twitter on Twitter this last weekend is that he wants a big deal. He wants a bigger deal. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him because he's put in the work. He's put in the time. He's put in the effort and he's been, you know, backing up Aaron in his situation. Now it's time to return the favor. You know, it's not saying Aaron got to go out there and, you know, soapbox for him, but you got to say to the team, hey, this is my guy. And we everybody knows this is his guy. If they don't get him surprised, back were you surprised just because because Aaron's contract, like let's say Aaron wants to play one more year. Right. Like I would I would be surprised if Devontae wanted a, a five-year deal if Aaron was only gonna be there for one more year. That's that's kind of this the part of this where I'm going, I'm I'm just kind of squinting my eyes and trying to figure out how they're thinking about it. Yeah, I'm not I say no, I'm not surprised in terms of him wanting another deal, you know, a bigger, a, a longer deal. But in terms of if it was a one year for Aaron, I would have been, yeah, I would have been a little bit surprised because it's like he's only got one more chance. But then obviously maybe Jordan Love or whoever they bring in after Aaron Lees would have been the guy then he now starts to bring along as a teammate and wide receiver combination, you know, quarterback combination from that standpoint. So but it, does Devontae want to do that? I mean, like selfishly, does he want to do that? Like he can go play with his buddy, Derek, right? He can go play with Derek Carr. Have, you know, go t- you know, tagging for like what's the biggest the, the, when you get franchised, right? Yeah, the reason that guys don't like it is because of the security, but like the the real reason is when you're a player like Devontae, you're gonna get this if they sign you to a big deal, you're gonna get this monster chunk of money up front where you're guaranteed like 50 million dollars. Okay, yeah, and it could be a five-year deal, it could be a six-year, it doesn't really matter because every single year the Packers are gonna come back to you. And they're going to say, hey, can we convert your this year's salary to a signing bonus and just basically push back cap space every year and just yeah. keep pushing it back? It's like a picture you you have a, a dusty room and you're just you're just pushing the dust into the into the corner and just keep Enter. building up and building up, building up. Well, after like year three, your cap number is so big, you either have to get released or they have to or they have to give you a brand new contract. And if you're like so if you're a good player, you're hoping that they give you that big number so that clock starts because you know in three years you're gonna get you're you're gonna either renegotiate for a bigger deal with a bigger salary cap yep. or they're gonna release you, you get to go to the free agent market. So yeah, like that's, that's the only downside really for Devontae, right? That is the downside. And it's the downside for the Packers because it puts them in a bad light because they keep tagging him. And it reminds me of the Le'Veon Bell situation with the Steelers. Point. He was yeah, doing his job, point. he was doing his thing, capping them ca- or, or tagging them, tagging them, tagging. And he's like, okay, no problem, okay, no problem, okay, no. Oh, now I want my, you know, now I want a, a multi. Why don't you just, if you're capping me or you're um, um, tagging me, you know what? Let's don't negotiate a bigger deal. Let's get multiple years since y'all really like me, obviously, because you're giving me guaranteed money every year for three years straight, four years straight, whatever it was. Right. Um, so it'd be a disappointment and it'd be a thing where both both sides of the deal. Because you remember that Le'Veon Bell situation, both the team, the Steelers and the player were like, it was just like, it just wasn't a good situation for either one. So you don't want to get. I say as a team and as a GM, Goody doesn't want to get to that situation with Devonta. He want to stay on good terms. He already kind of fixed and mended uh, wounds from what happened with Jordy and why. You know that was another wide receiver. You know it was part of that, and then now it's coming out of that. You don't want to do it again. I think I for me, I'm like, all right, lesson learned with Jordy, letting him go and not letting Aaron know we're cutting your best, your number one receiver at that time. Thank God they had Devonta. So. Now, from history, I want to say in my head, okay, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to piss off my number one receiver, basically. So let's talk eventually. Let's get this thing done by the end of the season or maybe before the season. Who knows? But 
Yeah. Don't walk that down road again because I already I already learned um, from it basically. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, man. And inextricably, those two are tied together, right? So yeah. if they did, if they dig deck Devante, Aaron might be like, "All right, maybe I'll play a year and see what happens." Like then we have to go through this whole thing again next year. Whereas I think if they sign him to a big deal, maybe we get three years of like, you know, off season silence, which would be I think fantastic <laughs> for all parties involved. I think for everybody from all points of view, our point of view, where we could just talk about get bored by the draft again or the combine again and stuff, other free agency on other teams. And since we, we talking about other teams coming up, so we got Brady kind of doing our old teammate. He doing his, I even know he actually said he was retired because all the reports I saw was like, he's still thinking about it. And then when I saw, he said, I saw the, the headline saying, Oh, he's unretired. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did he even retire in the first place? No, no. <laughs> I was lost. This one, like, this one never felt like never felt real, right? It never yeah. felt real. No, it was too to me. You know what? It was way too early. When he, if he did say he retired, I'm like, this is too early. I was like, he's most he's coming back. In he, my that his, was the statement, back. That was, his statement was something to the effect of, "I'm going to go spend time with my kids and my wife, and I'm going to yep. you know I'm going to spend that family time. That's what they need from me right now. Yep. And I'm not willing to make the commitment to go do anything else. And that was it. That was it. It was pretty simple. And all of a sudden, all these you know everyone's gushing about him and everything. It's like, dude, I would wait until like, wait until the season starts. And Bruce Arians has literally said like, Oh, we'll keep the light on for him. Like that, that, that tells you something, right? Like he, they it know tells something. You a lot. And Bruce's experience coach to know that for former players that had the caliber of career that Tom Brady's had, he's been with Ben Roethlisberger. He's been with other quarterbacks throughout his tenure in the NFL from an assistant to DC to head coach that he understands players. We don't just give it up that easy, especially if we're at a, at a high note, you know, and, and Tom Brady, obviously at a high note, it's like, that's not hard. That's not easy to walk away from. He well, the only, the only thing I always, I always just go back to is like, uh, most people don't have the, uh, the world's foremost supermodel as a wife who was, I think she was pulling in like 40 plus 40, million, 40 million. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Pl- plus, plus she was the world's, you know, foremost supermodel for however many years. So yeah. I, maybe, maybe I don't know what that weight is like financially. I, I have no idea, you know, but it's like, dude, you know, if, if, if my wife's like, Hey, you've had like 16 concussions and I make $40 million a year. Like, why don't we re- rethink this? I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, maybe. I don't know. Right. Right. So, uh, so who are the top contenders after the top three? So we got what? Brady, Aaron, Stafford, who's number three? Right? And instead, the I say, yeah. Yeah. You're talking about teams or quarterbacks? Well, any. Oh, you're talking really, about contenders, teams. You're talking about teams. Yeah. So, so yeah you teams. think about the AFC so is Packers, absolutely stacked right now. Yeah, Packers, and then you go so like, Packers, Bucks, Rams, right? Packers, Bucks, Rams. Dude, mm-hmm. who else is it? I mean, maybe. And if Watson comes over to the NFC, it's, it'll be whatever team he he goes to. If he goes to the. Uh, he might go to the Panthers, so maybe not. But if yeah, he the Panthers the Seahawks, are maybe. putting up a bitter, a big deal. I didn't see yeah. the amount, but they it said that they're trying to negotiate to get him. They want him. They want him. But, but so. you know, Kyler Murray's whole thing, like the whole Kyler Murray thing in Arizona, that could go one, that could really go one of two ways. I think it's going to fork in the road one way or another. It's going to be a disaster, or, the, or they're going to go deep into the playoffs, right? Because it's going to be, exactly. Yeah. There's like something's going to happen there. The Seahawks aren't going to be, you just start looking at all, all right. the teams, like, I don't know who's going to be any good. They don't have any quarterbacks. I mean, the, like the big That's matchup it. is like, you know, Drew Locke versus, uh, Versus Jared Goff on Monday Night Football or something like that. Can you imagine that game? Right. Oh. Like the AFC, NFC East, I'm looking at just the teams. I'm not even looking at roster. I'm just looking at teams. It's like NFC East, you could pretty much, they're all developing. They're all rebuilding. 
basically NFC North. We know the Packers are there. We there's a else. little there's a little life with the Bears and Justin Fields of a little life. I give him that. And then Vikings and Lions or Vikings and Lions. Uh, NFC South, all of them, all the teams. Well, other than and that's where the books are, but nobody else outside of them. And then the West, like you said, Cards, Rams, and maybe the 49ers. They could do something with uh with the kids. I Lance. think the 40, I think the 49ers would be good, but again, right. you can't you just can't feel like his first year starting is gonna he's gonna go win a Super Bowl. Oh, Lance, yeah. He's he's still yeah. What is the second year and he's backed up pretty much? No, third year. Yeah, just- yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, I would be shocked. Like, it, it could happen. Like, this is the formula, right? Super uh, yeah. a quarterback, a uh, uh, young quarterback winning in his second year is the formula for everybody. Like, the whole team, you know, flourishes for the next, you know, five seven years. That's what happened with the Seahawks. It's happened with a number, a number. That's what happened with Brady, right? That so that like that has happened before, and that's kind of the the formula for sustainable success. But I I, I don't see that happening with them. Yeah, it's a lot of work to be done. So we push it on to the NFC was set to be historically a bad quarterback conference. Rumor is that is why Troy Aikman left back in the day. So back in the 90s, uh, why he retired pretty much. But he, he retired a Super Bowl champion. So no, no, no. So 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 Aikman, so, so, so Aikman, Aikman got knocked out. Aikman got knocked out by. Uh, oh, he was on the Washington Redskins, the Penn State kid. Oh, man. LeVar Arrington. Oh, he got out of here for concussions. I was writing that because oh, I heard gotcha. on TV. I heard on TV or the radio yesterday that one of the reasons that Aikman was out out of Fox is because Fox does all the NFC games, and he's like, "Dude, who am I gonna? Who do I have gonna go to Green Bay every weekend? Like, who are we gonna go look at?" Like, <laughs> oh, I get so it now. Bad. I get yeah. it now because I was looking it up and I did see some stuff about uh, how he was. You know, when he was playing and during his days, the NFC conference had really good quarterbacks at that time. Yeah. So I thought you were referring to that. But no, you're talking about I get it as an analyst. He's not going to yeah, be able man. to. <laughs> he's looking to talk about good quarterbacks. But <laughs> the comment on he just knows guys. he's going to have you know, pick of the litter with uh, was it Monday Night Football now? Or is, oh, where's right. Lewis Riddick going to where's Lewis Riddick calling games now? Because I thought he was the best. I think he's going to be with Troy unless they move oh, him. Oh, is he, are they going to do Troy, Joe Buck? Because Joe Buck's going to get paid a, a mitt to go over um, there. Correct. I know Troy is going to Monday Night Football. I don't know about Buck, but I'm a, Lewis is at Monday Night Football last year. So we got to look that up. Man. Lewis great, no, great. I mean, he's a I mean, player, then executive. Yeah. And it just and just understand. I mean, with those, that's a great combination because then to somebody to say have him in the booth, he could see it from two points of views. He say or three now. He's an analyst, but then he was an executive and then a player. And so having one of us in the box like that brings on a different spread of light. That's when, if you notice, when he talks, everybody in that booth is just like this. Yeah. And they don't really they can't comment on it because he's like hit every dot, cross every T. It's like all right, he's, he's clinical. Man. He's like we can move clinical. on to the next subject. <laughs> you know, so it's the next subject for us, we're looking at. Um, so we got Deshaun Washington cleared of all criminal charges. So the question is now, where does he land and what is the best fit for him? And like I mentioned already, Carolina Panthers have already are her said to make a big, I say, bid towards him. And they just got to finish to find out whatever, if everything is cleaned up from his situation there. Yeah, he's 26 years old. Obviously, top five talent when he's playing. This is a hard one, though, man. Like, it's. How are they going to tra- – what, what happens next? I, so the, it should happen this week that the, the NFL comes down and is going to give him some kind of suspension, I would imagine. Correct. Because of correct. criminal charges. I just don't know how to feel about this whole thing. It's just kind of a – it's just like 
There's 22 yeah. is such a big number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, wait, it's, it's just such a big number. I'm like, God, man, uh, 22 is such a big freaking number that you just go like, this could last in civil cases. Right. Like, it just drags out forever. And so you just think like if you're a team, he's so talented, right? He's so know, talented. Very, and listen, we've talented. had guys beat their wives. We've had some bad humans in, in, in the NFL that have that have gone on to play again. Uh-huh. So – I'm not, you know, let's not, I'm not, you know, we're not here to pass judgment on anybody. It's just like, it's just one of those things where you just, as an organization, would you be willing to put up with what is going to happen wherever he goes? You know, is it like, is it, is it worth it? It's going to be protests. It's going to be people picketing. Um, And in some of my experience at the university of Nebraska with Lawrence Phillips, with Christian Peter going through their situations, I'm a true freshman and, it was a few people picketing outside our home stadium um, when we were on the road in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a situation. And so the team just basically has to ask themselves, is he worth that, you know, drama? Is he worth that picketing, you know, and understand. But like you said, also, at the end of the week, find out everything, how it lays out from the NFL, if what suspensions they might hand out to him. So let's just cut. Let's cut, just cut. Let's just look at the football side of it, you know. We know what he can do. You know, he's a running quarterback on the run, but he also is a guy is dangerous. He doesn't look to run first. He actually runs into buy time for himself and the receivers. Last time we saw him play, he led the league in, in passing yards. I mean, the kid, the, I, I mean, I watch every game because I, I work some guys down there. He's right. He's, absolutely, he's a real deal, man. He's a top five guy. And, and he's only 26, he's 26 or 27. So looking at Tom Brady and going, okay, well, he's got at least, at least 10 good years left. Easy, you know. Easy, yeah. Just, you go, changes your whole franchise like that. Yeah, he t- he you know? does. And so you got to look at that aspect. Obviously, looking at it, and you know, you look at it from a GM standpoint. Standpoint, and then obviously, then every bringing then, then bring everything else in to make the decision. Talking to him, I say for me, I'm talking to him face to face. Once I get all the information from the NFL, from his agent, from his lawyers, we're like, hey, let's you come in. You know, if I'm the GM at Houston, you come in. Let's go come in my office. Let's all three, four of us, whoever is your team. Let's sit here and talk before I make a decision and pull the trigger into somebody that I know that I'm pretty much staking my franchise to try to bring you in and help us get out of the gutter right now. Because Houston Texans have been struggling over. I mean, it's not even a word struggle. They're struggling is like saying it's 15, I don't know what they're 15,000. Remember, plus I don't 15, even know. Yeah, I don't know what, what what you say the Texans are going through right now, but they're just going through it. So. So yeah, having that conversation to see, you know, and get the honest truth from everybody in this uh, situation, Deshaun, and, and including everybody that's his his support team, basically. So it's it's tough too because you remember he signed that huge extension, and then literally the next year he was like, and I think it sounds like he was very justified in his thought process as far as like I, I can't trust his ownership anymore. I'm out of here. Right. But but it, you did just sign a huge extension, and then literally the next year you're like, I'm not playing for this team anymore. Like. It, it is tough, right? If you're gonna, it's yeah. a lot of cap, it's a lot of human, or a lot of equity to put into somebody who you might have a, a, one of these scenarios if you don't like what's going on. But right, anyways. and he, yeah, you got it. And for like you said, for the city, I mean, as you're not representing, I mean, it's the team representing the city, and obviously friends, family, you know, people that are all in that organization that will be affected if that you know that happens. So that's the situation dealing with. So it's a big thing. It's like, oh my god, going down there. So. And I've been in Houston, so that's the last thing to, hate, to hear for them and that organization, what has to go on to get – just to play football, Mike, just to play football, man. Um, but talking about somebody that's playing football somewhere else here in the United States, so we got Russell Wilson, 
gets traded from the Seahawks. Big mega deal. They're comparing this Mike to the Herschel Walker deal back from when we were in high school. I think that was in high school when that happened for us. Yep. Seeing that, uh, so the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Broncos. I mean, they're getting a lot of people. They're getting. Uh, is that me? Yeah, got lot. Noah Fant, a couple of draft picks, right? Yeah, he's had all. Noah Fant's a good player now. He's a good player from my hometown. Went to Omaha South High School. Um, great athlete. Families. He's from a you know traditionally great family of athletes. So when I saw that, I was like, wow. I mean, I thought you know I was like Drew Locke. Okay, yeah, he's still developing. That's not a that's somebody that could be an asset to to another team and see him on. But to see Noah Fat on that list, I was I was just a bit surprised because of his ability. You know, he's a agree. Uh, Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl. This year, if he's or last not, year? if he's not, then he's he's one of those guys. Like he's a guy that I would want on my team. Um, exactly. And, and we this is the cra- here's a crazy thing about, and this is all perspective stuff. Like like, uh, you know, we a guy a new coach comes in, Packers coordinator comes in and 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 says, okay, we're not going to get Aaron. What's the next best? What's the next best thing? Russell Wilson's right. looking for a way out of Seattle. That that it's time to move on. Fair enough. And I think offensively. You can kind of look at the way the Green Bay – you look at the Matt LaFour, the Sean McVay offense, and go, okay, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's probably going to be a really good fit in there in a lot of ways. But the thing that's nuts when when we as Packer fans are looking at last – looking at this offseason and thinking, okay, why would why would Aaron Rodgers go to, see, uh, go to um, Denver? Denver? Because now you're in the AFC and you're in the AFC West, like double trouble, right? Yeah. You're, you know, six games a year you're playing against some really good quarterbacks. And defense, somewhat defense, and we and we didn't think that that was a smart move for Aaron Rodgers, and it's Aaron Rodgers. So when you talk about Denver right now, maybe they get Von Miller back. I know he he posted something on his you know on on his uh, on his reel about you know what number should I choose? But he was in a Broncos jersey, right? So maybe he goes back. But listen, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't good enough, and we don't nobody thinks to get to the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson shirt. Sure, He's not, yeah. Russell Wilson's not Aaron Rodgers, not even close. right. Yeah, he, and he's having he's down on he's kind of on the down a little bit. If he was a stock right now, he's on the down, you know. Having he had different uh, decent stats, but not the stats and the mistakes that you mentioned, as we both talked about in the show through the season, you know, where they said, you know, they got a game plan, but the part of the game plan is let Russ cook, and that's like that's not a game plan. <laughs> that's just which that's some cool words put in a, in a phrase, pretty much. It's like, I mean, great guy, as we know, he's a great, fantastic player. Fantastic person, obviously. God, probably like you. It, also, you mentioned. Uh, I say campaigns a lot for himself. He'd be a good politician when he retires. I'll give him that for sure. And uh, but yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting and you know, what they do. The most cringe, I don't out. know if you guys have ever seen it, but he had the most cringeworthy. Somebody like I'm on this like fantasy football chat line with um, it's like dudes I went to NBA school with. So they're from yeah. all over the world, right? So they don't like they. Some of them get football, but then it's it's really they're just like they're poking fun at it all the time. <laughs> and somebody found one of the most cringeworthy YouTube videos of Russell Wilson trying to be like the rock, like trying to do like one of these, like, Hey, if I'm, you know, motivational speaker here, it was like the cringiest thing I've ever seen. In my oh, <laughs> he's on his Instagram a lot. He's on TikTok. Oh, bro. It's, so. it's rough, man. It's I, I, rough. I can't, I can, I think I've seen a few of those, um, yeah. efforts, but yeah. What, so did the Broncos give up too much is the question. Here. I, I, I've listened if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. So they have a quarterback now. So mm-hmm. if you if you think that Russell Wilson is a guy that can take you to a Super Bowl, which they obviously do, then then I don't know if there is a too much. Right. You know, I, I really don't know because Russ can play for another you know five six years at a high level. Um, they I think 
I would imagine that the brain trust in Denver is saying, okay, the the resources, the offense, everything that they've been doing in Seattle for the last five years has taken away from his ability to be a, a leader, a winner, right? Yeah, we've mm-hmm. let Russ cook and all this stuff, but we I think everybody fundamentally knows that's not a way to win Super Bowls. No. So you would think that coming in right now, the offense they're going to install, the way they're going to go about their business, they're going to give him a running game. Like he's got Melvin Gordon. He's got a couple guys. Like he's got guys yep. on the outside. He has a more complete system there. Their offensive line needs a little bit of work. You know, getting rid of Mike Munchak or Mike Munchak deciding that he doesn't want to coach there, I think is a really yeah. big deal because yeah. their that offensive line, line had – Yeah, yeah he had one of the coach. top two O-line coaches in the league after <clears> Callahan, <throat> and now he's gone. So that's a problem. But, you know, listen – they they always seem to be a competitive team. They're they're a winning organization. They know how to they know how to conduct their business. So yeah, if you, I, if you think he's a guy, you gotta you gotta go for it. Yeah, you gotta go for it. And obviously, give him one hundred ten percent, one hundred percent support. Um, I watched that team. I watched that Bronco team from last year. I went down to Dallas, and uh, they came into Cowboy Stadium and beat them guys. You know, like they stole something. It was Thirty to sixteen. Cowboys didn't score to the second or third quarter. Their second half. So it was just interesting with that's roster. So they have a roster with, with a, Teddy too, right? That was before yeah, Teddy what, got hurt. Yeah, that's before Teddy got hurt. So having a guy who was a little bit more mobile than Teddy and obviously and pretty good with the a little bit better with the ball throws and deep has a great deep ball as we know Russell Wilson deep ball is, is awesome. And so mm-hmm. and just having the ability with his legs, I think that will be then obviously a I say a good game plan piece for any team in that division. That will be getting ready for this team that have to work for. I say they have to know they got to stop him because they gonna let him, you know, they can't let him, you know, get comfortable. They got to keep him, you know, still wondering is that rest, uh, Russ Cook formula still something to do, <laughs> basically. Um, so, how do both teams look with the players that they have now? Because, like you said, we got Noah Fat going to Seattle. Um, the, who else? I'm trying to see here. Drew, they're gonna Drew Locks to start quarterback. Drew Lock right the quarterback. Yeah, he's gonna be. Oh, he's gonna be the starter. Okay. Well, sure I don't. I don't think he's gonna be the starter, but right now that's what he's penciled in as. I mean, they don't really have anybody else, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, they have some young guys. I'll say that young guys. Seattle's got a seventy-year-old coach who's won everywhere he's been. He's a proven winner. I I I, I would have loved to have played for Pete Carroll. Me, me too. I, I, I just I, I love everything he's about. I think it's completely genuine. Um, but they, it, it just looks like you know. The, for me, the bigger news we got rid of Bobby Wagner. It's like Jesus. Yes, right, it feels like it feels like you completely. It, now it feels like a real like you've turned the page because Bobby's gone, right? Earl's gone. Cam's gone. Richard's gone. Like Pretty now much. Bobby's gone. KJ's gone. Michael Bennett's gone. You're thinking, oh, like that was that the team was as as players. All of us were talking about their defense. We weren't talking about and Marshawn right. Lynch. We're talking about their You're defense right. and Marshawn Lynch. We were talking about all this other stuff, right? Yeah. So we got so, Drew. Yeah, we got Drew Locke, Geno Smith, and Jacob Eason is their three starting or three quarterbacks. They don't have Drew a starter, Locke. and they have Drew. Yeah, they don't have no clear cut starter. They just have they, they have listed him as the starter. And uh, and it, but it's uh, it's, it's if you got those three guys, you don't have a starter, right? I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. We're gonna keep it real from a player standpoint here on the show here. So yeah, it's just it's um, it's gonna be interesting. That's why it's the off season. We get to chat about this stuff, see how training camp goes, see maybe. Well, they're done. I don't think they can bring. They can't afford to bring anybody else. And they get. I remember. Let me see. Look at they got so Denver gets a first. 
this year and a second in 2022 and then also a first in 2023 and then also a second in 2023 is that what that's denver's um trade yeah the trade value yeah, the trades are going west. Yep. Right. So that that right there could then set them up for obviously depends. Obviously, doing a good job scouting and then who comes out in the drafts in those particular years. But I think it's always a good thing to have picks like this setting yourself up for the future. Um, this remind me back when you know Bill Belichick and those in the in the early years of the Patriots, they was always getting these big trades and getting these draft picks. If even if they were getting later, their third, fourth, fifth round picks, but they were converting them and developing those players into, you know, solid players for that team to help that team stay on top of where they were. So I think those there's a lot of value in having those picks um, at your disposal, basically. Yeah, John, yeah. John, we know we know John from Green Bay. Um, he's been yeah. a proven general manager winner in this league. So, like, it's, it's you know, are you going to – is Lightning going to strike twice? You're going to pick up a third-round guy who's going to be your franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson was? Probably not. You know, you got to remember they yeah. brought in – they brought in Aaron's backup to be the to be the oh, starter there, and God wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> also ran exactly. Good I mean, guy. not to you know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah. It, is that gonna, is that going to happen again? Probably Don't know. Not. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. Well, yeah. All right, let's head on into your favorite neck of the woods, Mike Trench yes. Warfare, and this scene. We got some talking off season goals here. For yourself and myself, yeah, dude, or I, how we talked, how we did our, how we did our, our seasons once we when we were playing. so right, yeah, we're we're in the thick of it now. The Super Bowl's over. We're it's it's March, so usually these guys are going to report now in April. And I was just trying to remember, uh, you know, kind of what the process was for me, and then I was curious about yours when you hit this off season. Like, how did you consider the off season? So let's say we we're in the second round of the playoffs, we lose. Mm-hmm. Tell me about like the next. What does the next two months look like for you? Two months. For me, look like I, I'm already working out. Like I started my off season training, so we lose. Probably I probably took I definitely took one week off, and then after that, I, I slowly I'll be working out here at home. I had a weight room here at home. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I was back home in Nebraska working out with my brothers, or just working out at my local high, at the high school I went to. And mm-hmm. so just getting back and slowly doing stuff, but doing the workout, but just starting at a lighter weight and then maxing out and you know going through that, but then making sure come this time of the year because for us was when March when March came around that's when we were checking back in for all season conditioning so that was the time frame for us so I knew I had to be ready around March you know first second week of March was when we we're having to be due back in town for um lifting weights and camps. then yeah and then many camps after that so I just yeah. knew I, I wanted to be feeling fresh and feeling good by by this time by this time of the year basically yeah, I was a I was a guy. We you know we'd lose if we lost on Sunday. My my card be packed on Monday. We'd have our exit meeting. I'd drive back to Vegas. Yep, I remember. I'd get there on Wednesday and I'd start working out Wednesday. And it would be, you know, mod. It would be modified. You start building back up again. But yep. my my thought process it, it's it, that was for no. Everyone's like, oh, you're 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 this, you're that. I'm like, it's just who I am. It's just what I like doing. Like Me too. that was my favorite part of the, the job. Was like, man, it's you. The- I'm basically getting. I feel like I'm getting paid to work out. You guys are idiots. Like I'll do this right, day. right. <laughs> I do this for I, free. I you guys want to pay me for it? So exactly, exactly. That was my whole mindset. I'm like, I love the weight room, and I love it even more because this is my job, and so it's like a no brainer that I'm gonna be up by eight. I'm gonna be. I know for this facility, I know on camp or in the building, it was we had to be there. I think by, I got I got there on seven fifteen, seven thirty. Workouts were at eight. We were, I was walking out the door at twelve thirty. And then I had the whole rest of the day to do, you know, basically go play video games. 
<laughs> and sleep, yeah, take oh, a nap, yeah, take well. a long nap and wake up, play some Madden or play one of them long RPGs. But every day, rinse and repeat, wake up at 7.30, 7.15, head over to the stadium, lift, run, do the conditioning, stretch out, do some yoga, work on any soft tissue issues that I had during the end of the year. And it was that was pretty much the whole offseason. But it was something that now, obviously, as you know, I mean, you're in it. It's a business and it's good for players to have that. And I think the smart players are on it right now, um, doing that stuff for themselves in all sports, not just a football. This is for every every professional physical athlete out there. They better be doing something in the offseason now or they losing in the regular season. They will be losing once the regular season come, comes around. Yeah, this is just it's such a unique time. Um, I always like I always cherish the time away from the building uh, because mm -hmm. I thought that's where I can get an advantage because, you know, we especially back in the day, like, you know, they used to have to make the, the workouts at the building for like the lowest common denominator. Right. So the guy who wanted to work out the least, they had to make that that they had to make that bar. So that person would would, would jump over that hurdle. Right. Mm -hmm. So for guys like you and me who are like, wait a second, like I put my whole life into this. I want to work out. I, I, I have a. I have routines that I want to go through. I want to learn some new stuff. I want to be stretched and challenged and everything. Like All right. being wanna, in facility wasn't necessarily the best thing for, for, for me, especially in like February, March, April. Like I wanted to go learn from somebody new. Like I'd go to different strength coaches. I'd go to different position coaches and learn new techniques. I'd go to mm -hmm. I'd, you know, boxing, do all this Muay Thai, like learn new stuff and become like a better athlete, you know, better athlete turns into a better player. And so, yeah, you're right. When I look at these young guys now, as far as let's just take the guys on the offensive line because we had a young offensive line coming up right now in Green Bay with a lot of these, these guys been playing, like, yeah. or or we could we could even look at. I mean, we talked to AJ last last week. Like, what are some of the things you think that younger players can be doing in this time off now to really help set the tone for the rest of their career? Yeah, I would say like. If we talk about AJ for sure, let's for example, a running back. I say just a running back in general, not necessarily directing towards AJ. I say running back. Look at your footwork, um, and maybe and, and, and kind of like what you you just said. Find somebody, you know, call me up. You know, hey, Amon, hey, what you doing right now? I'm like, man, you, I'm sitting at the house. You know, or you could come down to campus. We could sit there and chit chat. You know, talk to a former running back or a current guy that's obviously a couple years ahead of you. Um, that's something I, I, I say I had a, only had a few opportunities to do um, in my career. Um, I remember doing some events at Super Bowl and running and talking to Marcus Allen, picking his brain a little bit and how he talked about, you know, being comfortable, you know, in tight situations. Or I remember how he it was more mental. Like he I remember his talk was like a cerebral thing was like, how did you feel when you felt when you knew you could play here? In the, at the NFL level, he asked me that question. My it was like it was like my second or third year here in Green Bay, and we were at this event. I'm just like, I thought about it, and he's like, so so don't. But he said, so if you were ready, you were ready for the moment. So don't feel like the pressure bogs you down. The pressure should motivate you. You should want to be there. You should want to be in the Super Bowl. You should want to be in that playoff matchup, and they give you the ball. You want to be that guy. You want to be that Michael Jordan. That's how he had kind of worded it. I'm like. Right. Anxious and, that, anxious and excited, never nervous. Exactly. Never nervous. And so having that conversation, you know, I was like, I wish I could have did that more. Like, I wish I could. The only thing I like, one thing I wish I could have done more is hang out with go. Even though he was, I don't know where he was in the world. I know at times he was probably most likely here in the United States. Go hang out with Ricky Williams because he was on the cloud caliber as me. Um, Priest Holmes, hang out with him. Go down to Texas and work out, with, you know, work out with these guys. And because these are guys, even though we obviously are counting you know, different teams, but we weren't 
actually like it wasn't a linebacker. I didn't, you know, it wasn't Brian um, like Lance Briggs or Brian Erlacher. But still, even working out with those guys would have been fun because then I could do linebacker drills, working my hand technique with them as they're working on how to get past me, things like that. And that's kind of what you did. That's the only thing I didn't get a really chance to, to, to get to know some of my other players around the league because we're all brothers, really, even because we're doing the same job. It's just we're, you know, we have these uniforms that say, oh, we don't like you because you wear these colors or you're a bear. We're Packers. But at the end of the day, when you take off the helmet, it's like, wait a minute, we're pretty much – we're doing the same thing every offseason. We're we're trying to find. It's just how a we dance, man. You're just it our is. dance partner, man. Who dances exactly. better? And, and exactly. I love like the uh, they have O line. You know that uh, there's a thing down in Texas and O line. We get together. Lane Johnson started it with mm-hmm. an O line master class. There's a I, heard, I heard about that. There's heard, a tiny university, and I, th- and I think it with, makes, uh, with kettle. That's dope too. I love that. Yeah, I, I think it. I, I think that. it just makes a lot of sense. But I, I would I would say this. Um, one thing that we did in Vegas that I think was the most you know most valuable thing that we got out of the offseason was one, we surrounded ourselves with people that were stronger than us. Like we were around world's strongest men competitors all the time. So like right. that that part of it, we're like, okay, we're really gonna like push to get become a better human. We we trained technique all the time. And yep. it started with like Mike Flanagan was out there. My, my best friend Ryan Clarich was out there. Travis was out there. Oh, we yeah, had from dudes USC. like always working, yeah. huh? From USC. Then, yeah, uh, yeah. Travis Clarich from USC, and then his little brother yeah. Ryan. Yeah. We're out there, so we had dudes working all the time. And then we started getting some D linemen. Ooh, that's fun. And when we got the Ronaldo win, for example, was out there. And so now we were working technique in shorts with with professional football players against us all the time. And I'm just telling you, man, there was nothing better for your confidence to prove your technique. No cameras, no social media. Dude, just you and me, we're on the turf. We're just going to go, 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 work on our technique, work on our bed, work on our moves, right? And we got so much better in those situations. And you get into games, dude, like we'd still play those guys in games. And it wasn't wasn't like that, right? It was just, man, we're, we're competing as hard as we can. Yeah, we'll go talk trash. In the After. next off season, yeah, right? Right, we, we just right. knew we were sharpening. You know, it's like iron sharpens iron, man. We're sharpening our sword. It was. I thought we got so much out of that. I was so, I was so much mentally better when we started doing that about year three or four. I was so mm-hmm. much mentally better. It was amazing. Yeah, that, that sounds like so. I might, I might do something like that. Get these young bucks going. I'm seeing some some sh- sh- some and sh- shenanigans going on. Being a running back sometimes. <laughs> I might do that, Mike. Oh man, yeah. All right, let's get on to get off my lawn. Get off my lawn because we do got a lot of stuff to say. Hey, man, you can't come in here acting like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off. I mean, we got Tom. Like I said, Tom Brady. I didn't even know he announced he retired, but somehow you know he did. And then a fan was out wherever this happened. I don't know where they oh, sold his last this is the worst touchdown. Thing I've ever seen. This a fan paid five hundred and nineteen, a hundred and five hundred, five hundred thousand, five hundred and nineteen thousand dollars on his last, or oh, the last touchdown ball that everybody thought Tom Brady had thrown. But ah, break, break, rewind it. Oh, no, he's not retiring. He's coming back for another season. So that means obviously that is not his last touchdown throw. So the to the to the to the fan, I say to them, you should have waited. I'm yes. sorry. Wait. It wasn't like I mentioned earlier talking when we were talking about Tom retiring. It was way too soon to him have a definite answer. 
if I got my five hundred, that one that's in the that's in my that ain't coming out of my bank account for anything other than land. If I'm buying land, Mike, I'm spending six figures on some land because land so, is always is always. So good. the number is never that like because that that might be like you be you buying me French fries for this guy. We don't know, but right. what, but what we do know is clearly not a football guy. This guy is clearly a collector, not a football guy, because any football guy would know Tom Brady in March is not definitive. Like that is no. that, like the just the it's preposterous. It's going to pay five five hundred twenty thousand dollars, dude. You could have just go buy some Bitcoin or something like that. Or go, dude, go, go do get, that, or get or some or, NFTs or something. And if you're a collector, that means you possibly know a pro athlete. Call right. that pro athlete and say, what What are you? What's your gut telling you? about Tom Brady retiring, is it real or is it going to stick? Because we know we saw Brett do it and we've seen other players come back later. I would have like, bro, give it a couple more months. Don't don't be dropping that dime on, on a pigskin. Like, go get go get Pat Mahomes touchdown ball somewhere, you know? I was I was extremely intoxicated in Vegas one year after after uh after the season and I was upset about something and I walked into a I was in the Hard Rock Casino. I walked into right. the watch store and I bought this watch that had like diamonds on it. It was, I, you know, yeah, a mistake. Somebody your character. I would not and see I, you walking around. And I woke up the next morning and I went, oh my God, what have I done? And that watch was nowhere near $519,000. Right. <laughs> and the value did not go to zero. Because what's the value? That that touchdown, that ball is now $200. That's a $200 Maybe. ball. Maybe oh, five, I, maybe five if you put it in a local shop in Tampa. <laughs> oh man, I'm sick for that person. I'm oh, sick for this guy. If it was it, gold plated, I mean, come on, five hundred. Just saying that that just puts the realism in it because, like you say, like like buying a car, for example. As soon as yeah. you buy that car, drive up. <laughs> you drive up a lot. It's worth what nothing. And so just to hear that about a pigskin that you can do nothing but look at it and hold it in your you hand. Might as well go play catch with it, right? You might Basically, as well go play five hundred thousand dollars. Give it to you. Give it to your kids and say, "Hey, right. there you go, Junior." Oh, <laughs> that's brutal, bro. Oh my, that is brutal when you say this, it like that. This next one, AG, is is so we're in tampering. We can tamper yes. now, right? We have our two day tampering window. Yes, and you and very... I both read and reread the rules for tampering. And as, and as I times. yeah, and as I recall, the only reason that we even have the tampering rule was because, and we've both been to the combine. Yeah. The combine has got more tampering and all of our deals, all of our free agent deals, everything got done well before the, the league year started. I, we were talking off air. Like Super I had Bowl. plane tickets to all the places Super I was going to go already. I was already in the, I was already in the building by the time the date. I mean, it was, it's such a, it's like such a joke that they have a tampering period just to make sure that when all of these teams are breaking the rules, mm-hmm. we could say, Oh, well we, we've designed it so they can do it now. It reminds me of, it reminds me for some reason of when I was in Carolina and they had, they had just two years ago, they had lost to the this, this, uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. And and then they came out with Spygate where they were like filming Jets practices. Yep. And I remember yep. John Fox and Jake DeLome were storming around the building like, I knew it. I knew they were stealing our signals. And I was like, You guys don't steal signals? Right. They're like, What are you talking about? Nobody steals signals. I go, the backup quarterbacks on the Green Bay Packers travel to the games because they steal signals. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Right. In fact, I'm insulted that you don't steal signals because that means we're really not trying to win. <laughs> like, what are, like, what are we doing right now? Yeah. But this, the whole thing, the, the whole tampering thing, man, I think it's the same idea, man. It's just 
I would rather just not talk about it because now, now that you put a rule in a place, now there's still teams breaking it, but they're acting like they're not breaking it. Right. It's a, it's, it's the loophole. Yeah, they're making it worse. You know, talking to, saying they're talking, but not really. You know, it's like, oh come on, man. It's like, like for me in my situation, I knew. Like I remember my, I didn't even want to take a trip. Like my agent, like actually, pretty much. If you could force me to do anything, he kind of like, man, you could do it. You know, you, it's your, it's just like college again. He's giving me all these scenarios, and I'm like, no, I don't want to. I'm staying here. Amon, you can't. This is not. You know, you've got to be part of the negotiation. I'm like, and I was like, so. So eventually, he said something. He finally got me on a plane to go to Denver for my free agent visit to Denver. But then yep. check this out: I'm in Denver for my free agent visit, and the Texans bring in a private jet to Denver. It so happens that I get on private <laughs> jet for my. There we go. Ten, yeah, it's like, what are you doing? And I did not want to go to neither places. I mean, I ended up going to Denver, but long story short, it's 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 a whole other debauchery going on. That information that was fed to me, that was misinformation, that I believed from an agent is like, oh, so I want that's a whole nother, that's a something on Netflix show that we could talk about here. But uh, yeah, this tampering rule, and then we're talking about uh, Bobby Wag, who represents himself, and we had a few teammates that represented themselves on a team unit. He did so. It's just poorly. Think- poorly. <laughs> <laughs> you you know it. You and Marco both have said that when we brought that up. <laughs> I brought that up in conversation. Like, what is T uh, Towers doing? But for players, they they can and do represent themselves even in football or even in basketball and baseball. Um, I think baseball will probably be the hardest. It's so many moving pieces in baseball contracts with arbitration and all that. I wouldn't even think about trying to represent myself there. Maybe. Well, so, Maybe. so most of these guys now. So like when when the aforementioned did it. When the aforementioned did it, uh, he was literally like negotiating with Andrew Brandt and then walking to another room and talking to a, just a lawyer. Now right. these guys have, <clears throat> like I just, I know the group who Bobby Wagner works with. Right, it's like a financial group that also is helping them with this stuff. Right, so they mm-hmm. they have that service more. You know, right. so it's they they have like they have people in the room that know what they're talking about. Is my, is my point. exactly it's not exactly. Like, it's not like they're just like it's not like Bobby's like. Oh, you know, how about four years and a hundred million dollars? You know, it's not it's not like that at all. Right. Um, but the 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 tampering thing is is nonetheless um it's it's a it's a it's difficult because it just reinforces what we all kind of know. Like there's agent there's certain agents that aren't or certain teams aren't gonna work with certain agents. Like your your yeah. your well being really isn't as much in your hands as a player as you think it is, right? And there's True. so much other stuff that goes uh, on that it's kind of that that's kind of frustrating. I learned that the hard way. Um, definitely understood that. So, you know, I, right. I got I got this one on here, and I don't even know if we want to talk about it. But you know, the the kid Calvin Ridley who's got some issues, you know, yes. and then he and then he goes out and he he bets fifteen hundred dollars on some parlays, and he bet you know for his team to win. Yep. And I, there might he's be some IR story. at the time, correct? He's yeah, on IR. It, he's so got he's not this, even in the game. Right. And, and then, so $1,500, and he's going to lose $11 million. He's $11 million this year in salary. And you're just going, first of all, you go, well, you know what, dude? How dumb can you be to use the app that, you know, like it, the reason they figured it out is because it was in Florida. It was the only place he has an app, and blah, blah, blah. It was out of state. So they, you're going, like, you have got to be. That has got, or that has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You tell me you don't know anybody in the world that you could have had go on and bet fifteen hundred dollars for you. Like, and are you, you kidding you, me? Yeah, 
I mean, forget what if it's right or wrong or this. Oh, we hate. Or being he signed by the rule. NFL, He's part of the right. union. He signed the rule. Like it's all nonsense. But how could you? How could you do that to yourself? No. Just call. Hey, call your sister. Call your girlfriend. You got a buddy down the street that wants to bet for you? Give him fifteen hundred dollars cash. I mean, yep. there's there's so many ways to do this where you don't lose eleven million dollars. If you don't eleven underst- million dollars, right, right. You don't understand oh. it. Don't do it. You know, I mean, I, he, he, I think he kind of understood it being prop bets. I kind of reading through the article. I'm like, but if it's not a hundred percent understanding, I'm not doing it. I thought no. fantasy football was gambling when we were playing, Mike. I didn't touch it. I didn't breathe it until I retired. And then when I was, I, I think Rick Newhouse got busted on uh remember he was at university of Washington. He got busted on a, a fantasy football league. He paid him like a stack of pancakes or something like that. And they tried to fire him. Right. Oh, he's yeah. with Colorado. He was with Colorado. Was it, no, he was Colorado yeah. before yeah. he left to go to Washington. Um, yeah, it was just I didn't even think about that stuff. And and it was you know reading along the article that they said the the bet online. You know, Aikman tried to have his back. If you read one, I found one article with Aikman, Troy Aikman trying to not support what Calvin did, but also say it's kind of why is it that the NFL? This is part of now a sponsor of the NFL is bet yeah. on you know this betting. I app. just saw I saw the whole Dan Manning family right. Talking about betting on, on the TV show, and this fifteen hundred dollars going to lose this kid eleven million? It's Are you like, kidding me? Yeah. So right now he's getting, still getting the verdict. I mean, not the verdict is out, but it's still other little decisions that have to be made in terms of how, when he's going to be able to be reinstated through the NFL and stuff like that. But yeah, this is just, just another not thinking things out before you do it type thing for young players, young athletes here, and uh, so yeah. A sad thing there for uh, Calvin. But then another thing, another athlete, not thinking things clearly. Um, my man, my girl, Brit- Brittany uh, Gardner, fantastic WNBA player, and gets caught with cannabis uh, vape, I think pen or whatever, in her backpack, and she's stuck over in Russia right now. I mean, and, I mean, that part is it's terrible because obviously we know what's going on now in the world and what happened. Right. prior white before that out but the for me like i just read i kind of did some homework today and was reading up on the comments in the comments i was i the comments were sickening i just kind of stopped reading them it was just frustrating me because you know is she an adult yes did she make a bad dumb decision most likely yeah i mean but to to kind of put her down and some people not even realizing it's a it's a it's a woman you know it's calling and saying this guy here and i'm like come on people uh, don't just be stupid and ignorant. That's Twitter for you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we're human. We make mistakes, but to be caught in that situation, that is a uh, just life changing in its own. You know. So hopefully Dude, she's, she's up for she maybe ten out. years. That's a right. ten year deal in Russia. Exactly. And it was another athlete. I can't remember what if it was a golfer or a hockey player or somebody that was caught up on some other like, a fighting police or something. I think or maybe a golfer over in Russia, Russia, you know, we already know if you, you know, our history, we're not in great communication with them. But when, if you go to Russia, you like, as an American, got to be smart about what right. you do and don't do. I mean, you get it for, if you're fighting police, Russian police, that's not a good thing um, <laughs> out there to have that happen. And then have this happen to Brittany, you know, I'm definitely, you know, hopefully things work out for her and her situation. Yeah. She gets back over here safely. That's what I say. And uh, and but I say at the end of the day, hey, lesson learned. You learn that lesson. Clear out your backpack. Make sure you don't have what you what you have. She does play over there. So the, the I say this is this is the sucky part, Mike. And I think you, you're about to say it, too. Uh, she plays over there because she has to. 
Yes. Because WNBA doesn't pay them. No payment. They, the same, yep. they don't pay them nothing. We, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, it's crazy that we're, you know, we're the founders of basketball. We have WNBA right. and these, and these women get paid so poorly that all of the good players play overseas and play in Europe, play in Russia. Same thing happens. I, I, I just had a, a great conversation with a, a woman who was a, uh, an ex pro volleyball player, mm-hmm. indoor, like indoor volleyball, which I didn't know was a thing because yeah. it's not over here. They go all over the world. These world tours is like a damn tennis tour, right? I mean, it's it's right. a ten month long deal, and it's just a shame that because everybody remembers Brittany Griner from from Baylor. Like I, I don't yeah. even watch women's basketball, but I know who she. I mean, I I, I know exactly remember vividly her her playing and and the whole how good she was in college, and and now you go over and we can't even muster up enough funds for these women to play the, the sport. Uh, that they're going over to Russia in a place where or for in general, because I know um, what well, the WBA has been around since 2000, at least. But I this happens 19- in soccer, too, right? I mean, this, right. it in happens in all too. women's sports. Yeah, I think no WNBA has been around since either my rookie year, 1998 or 1999, because I remember my years in Seattle hanging out with the, the Seattle of WBA team, hanging out with those players. You know, we do events. It was Seahawks and, uh, you know, and it was just like. Ag, do you want to know? Do you want to know when the WNBA lost a lot of players? It lost a lot of fans. This is terrible, but it's true. No, I don't know when. The first game of the first season, they were the, the whatever the Los Angeles team was playing, and the star of the team, and I, I, I don't want to say the wrong name right now. It's not right. Cheryl Swoops, but I keep saying Cheryl Swoops. But it was either for the but, other team or for the late for the LA team for, for the LA team, and Lisa she Leslie. went up. It was Lisa, Lisa Leslie. Leslie. It was Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie. And she went up for a dunk and she and she bricked the dunk in the front of the rim. And I think a lot of people were just is that like what it is. Yeah, is that just what like okay. I just remember watching it the first day. I was like, well, I'm gonna give this a shot. And then she bricked the dunk. I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> I I know it's a dip, but we gotta you listen, we it's it's so yeah, easy it's tough. to say so hard to do. You have to appreciate what you appreciate, but it's just it's unfortunate that she's in that situation. Yeah, and so the league's been around almost 20 plus years. Players are not making nowhere near a million dollars, but they're making millions of dollars over what well, yep. she's making a million dollars, a million a year in Russia on the Russia team that she's playing or the Russia. Why even play over here then? Right. Why even play over here? But obviously this is, this is where she's from. You know, she's from the, I think, I don't know if she's from the Texas area. I know she played at Baylor, but Listen, I don't know where. AG, so. if I'm making a million dollars in Russia and I'm making 25 G's over here, I'll tell you, like, I wouldn't even come home. Oh, I'm waste my time. <laughs> oh, I know you. I know you very well. So, yeah, but but at the end of the conversation, hope Brittany gets home safe and doesn't have to spend not 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 a, not a time of ten years over there for um, on uh, I say uh, this this an error. Obviously, we're human. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then the last get off my lawn. So get off my lawn. Let's get Brittany back. Um, but now the last one here. This is all politically driven, right? This one, Kyrie Irving's beefing with the NYC mayor. On what the deal is with the being vaccinated, I'm like, come on. So, come do you understand the rule? So, the rule is the rule is that yes, a visitor, so a visitor can go in to New York and sit in the stadium and play in the game, but somebody who lives in New York cannot play in New York. Okay, that's what okay. I took it as. Yep, I took right. it as that. So, yep. And then this this guy, I forgot the mayor's name, Eric something or other. Which he's got some. He's got some. Like Kyrie's got some weird stuff going on too. He's a different cat, right? Yeah. New York yeah. Mayor is a different cat as well. And the thing is, maybe it's because they're in Brooklyn and they're not supporting Brooklyn. They only support the Knicks. I I don't know. Yeah, but it's like they're, they're basically saying like like it's it feels like 
and I'm sure there's other people that this affects, but right now it feels like the only person this negatively affects is Kyrie Irving. It's like, dude, well, like, what other people are we talking about? So I, I guess for anybody who works in the stadium that's not vaccinated can't go to work. I guess, you know, you have to make that choice. And look, Kyrie, and the whole thing is like, Kyrie has made the choice not to get vaccinated, and his reasoning made no sense to me when he's when he came out like I'm the voice of the people, and even though I make fifty million dollars a year, like it did none of that made any sense to me. But Eric, Eric Adams nor there. Mayor, but Eric this Adams. rule makes this rule makes even less sense. Like you yes. have trumped ridiculous. Kyrie Irving makes some ridiculous has done some ridiculous things. They have managed to trump everything he's done with this rule. It makes this is absolutely absurd, and it keeps like why are we making it a talking point? Because I think it seems like the New York mayor wants the attention. At this yeah. point, he's just well, why else would you be doing this? It doesn't that's help any anyone. politician. That's any politician. They want the attention, yeah. good or bad. No, you're right. Um, so Eric Adams is the uh, full name of the mayor. Yep. But no, that's no, that's 100 percent When as soon as I, I dug in, I even watched the Twitter post that his team, his campaign team, Eric Adams campaign, posted of him doing a press conference and him saying, Yeah, Kyrie can play once he gets vaccinated. You know, it's like Come on, man. I'm like, come on. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of things you could give somebody a hard time about. Please. I mean, this is all a decision. Am I correct, Mike? To get a still get vaccinated. I know in some places, obviously, if you work some like government wise, if you if you're a government employee, though, that's different. But I think outside of the well, people, you know, here's here's choice. the hard part, right? Without getting like too political, right? Correct. This, correct. this is a this is uh, the pandemic is a community problem. Correct. whether we want to talk about it or not. So if 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 there's a mandate that you cannot go into a crowded building not being vaccinated, it's I'm not going to sit here and say that doesn't make any sense to me like that I I get why you would want to do yeah, that like makes I sense. But but to say that, that so that's not the rub for me at all. The rub for me is if you're not vaccinated but you happen to live in Virginia, you can come on in and play, right? Yeah. If, you, if if you're if you're part of the Chicago Bulls and you're traveling to the, the Nets, come on in. We welcome you and you can play. Go ahead. But if you're part of the Nets organization or you're part on the team and you're playing in Brooklyn, you can't play. That's what I don't get. Like don't the rest, if you were to say if you were to make a statement, listen, you don't va- you're not vaccinated, you're not playing in New York. Okay, like that's that's what you've decided to do. I'll I support the rule because it's the law of the land that makes sense. What they're saying now makes no sense. Like it makes zero. It makes it makes less than zero. It's like I feel like I'm getting dumber every time I explain this to somebody. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. Right. Oh yeah. I guess like I said, that's. I mean, when I saw and read the whole article, saw the video, I'm like, yeah, this is a, a politician um, that just wants more attention for their campaign. He might be up on term. He want to get the people, some people behind him. Um, as they call the ones that get, you know, everybody get vaccinated, call them back. They got a name, Baxter. So I don't know. You know, that's what it is. It's just, it's sad. And it's a waste. It's a waste of print space on a, on a, on a website, please. You know, oh, so you could, man. you could be in this situation though, man. Think about this. So let's say, you know, they just had the big trade with James Harden, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so now James is in Philly and he's got Joel Embiid and you just keep kind of see like, okay, if all the, if these teams are healthy, this could be the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Oh. So, so imagine, imagine like Kyrie's not. So here's the knock on the net. He's not like, playing home games, right? He he's not, not playing he home games. And ben Simmons, home games. ben Simmons is probably not going to be able to handle going to Philly. If they have so seven game series, you'll have the first half without like Kevin Durant's got to be going like what? So like these three or four games, I don't get Kyrie, and these three or four games, I don't get Ben Simmons. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, bro. Like, am I am I in the am I in the twilight? That's what, if I'm KD, I'm like I'm in the twilight zone right now. Unbelievable. I'm in the matrix and it's glitching out big time. That's what Kyrie. That's what KD is saying himself. I think he made some comments in in his press conference a couple nights ago or last night, something like that. Basically, kind of like what's going on, you know, or or your favorite line. Um, hand, palms palms up. up, palms up, man, palms up. So we're at the end of our show. I want to say this show was presented by Bet Online. So I want to say hey, thank you for everybody tuning in to listen in. Mike, good job today as well. And so Mike, who do we have coming in? I know you, John Running Jr. Next week, I'm excited. Man. We're talking about carrying on that Packers left guard tradition. There yeah. it is. Yep, and he's a was he? Uh, he's a Wolverine there, coming from the Big Ten there, and Dad. Yeah, all we late, talk about his old, his old man's. Great player in the National Football League for years. Fantastic John player, Rennie, right? Great big, dude. I'm, big I'm six foot heard. nine monster. Big dude. So John Runyon Jr. is actually a runt. He's a runt in the family. You think about it. His dad's <laughs> right. six foot nine. Does he have brothers? That's crazy. Did he have Was brothers? That? Does he have brothers? I don't know. I I don't know if he's really the run. I'm just saying, if your dad's six foot nine and you're only six foot six, it's like, ah, oh, poor kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Uh, so everybody, please uh, download the podcast uh, wherever you download your podcast and and tune in. Give us the feedback, rate us and review us because that make us better. We read it, so we, we we love all that fun stuff. So where you can find me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at amongreen thirty, all one word. And also on Facebook. And Mike, let everybody know where they can find you at. MikeWall68 on Twitter and process to perform on Instagram. AG, a right pleasure as always, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later, Mike. And see you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.